Okay, Bokar Tov, everybody. So we are discussing the different ways, especially through personal example, that we can educate for character, educate for midot. And we discussed how we need to have the externals, the behaviors, but there also has to be the internal. There also has to be uh, an understanding. There has to be something deeper within a person that is developing at the same time as the actions are developing so that the the actions are not just external, but they're internal. So we discussed the importance of a sincere, genuine, personal example as a form of education, as a form of creating the pnimiyut, the inside, the internal education, uh, in addition to the external education. So now, um, in the next uh, section, Rabbi Friedlander goes through a whole bunch of examples of character traits of how the the Rav, the Rebbe, models for the students or the, the parent models for the child the different important character traits that must be, uh, that can be absorbed, that can be uh, learned and become part of them. So he quotes here, Hachazonish hitbiya matbea lashon. Hachazonish coined a certain language. Shatamid lomed mimaasav shel rabo yoter midiburav. The student learns more from the actions of the rav than from his speech. Uh, the famous say, saying, actions speak louder than words. Actions speak louder than words. So the student learns more from the actions, what he sees, what he observes from the Rebbe, than what the Rebbe says. So therefore we have to do a lot of things. We have to demonstrate a lot of things. We have to show a lot of these things, a lot of these character traits. We have to show them through action so that the students will learn from what we're doing. So now he's going to go through a whole bunch of lists, a whole list, a whole bunch of examples. Okay, first one. So there's a famous phrase of the Chazal, You should greet each person, no matter who they are, with a nice face, with a smile, with a positive uh, countenance on one's face. So he says, So this is, this is really important, right? When the students see that the teacher smiles at them, looks positively at them, looks nicely at them. And similarly, obviously, the children see that the parents have the sever panimia fot when they greet them. So therefore, they become used to, they become habituated to do it that way as well. When they see the model of the parent, then they do it as well. When the uh, student sees that the rabbi is concerned about him, so then he learns that that's how I have to be concerned about other people also. Shmirat kavod habriyot. When the people speak in a in a way, well, we'll see. Gets a speech in a more in a minute. But when the the student sees, when the children see that the parents are very respectful to other people, no matter who they are, no matter what they are, whether they're Jewish or they're not Jewish, and they always make sure that everybody is dealt with in an honorable and respectful way. It's kavod habriyot, dignity, dignified. That's really the key word. They see that everybody is related to in a dignified way. So then the children learn to act in a dignified way. Also, they treat, they learn to treat everybody in a dignified way. And even treat, and also obviously, uh, perhaps most importantly, to treat oneself in a dignified way. To make sure one takes care of themselves also. One is uh, presentable and one uh, doesn't do things that may repel other people. That they're in a, in a appropriate state. And that they... But also that they treat other people with kavod habriyot. Lashon nikia, using appropriate speech, clean speech. There's a Gemara at the end of Masechet Sukkah that talks about 
um, a certain family of Kohanim that they're they received a certain punishment that they, uh, well, there's a couple of interpretations of what the punishment was. One, one interpretation is that they had uh, each family of Kuhuna had rings outside the Beit HaMikdash in the courtyard where they used to do the perform the Korbanot and do the Shechita of the Korbanot. So this family, their rings were locked and they had to use those of another family. So the Gemara gives a couple of explanations as to what they did wrong. One of the explanations was that the daughter of one of the families had unfortunately left Judaism and had uh, sort of aligned with the non-Jews, and when and when they had uh, got into the during the destruction, I believe of the second Beit Hamikdash, maybe the, I remember, maybe the first Beit Hamikdash, that she had gone into the Beit Hamikdash and she had said horrible things. So that's why the family was punished. So the Gemara says, "Well, wait a second. Just because she did something, just because she said something, doesn't mean that the whole family of Kuna should be punished." So the Gemara answers. That if you're in the shuk, if you're in a marketplace and you hear a child saying something, you can know for sure that either they heard it from their father or they heard it from their mother. Because the speech that we hear children use, especially when we hear them use things that are a little bit surprising that somebody of that age would be using, language somebody of that age would be using. So, um, so then, if you hear such a thing, so then it's clear that they heard it from their parents. And I remember being a very young child and hearing uh, one of my friends, so he, uh, he was having a birthday party, a sleepover birthday party, and uh, certain of the other, you know, uh, there was another child who he was very good friends with, and the mother wouldn't let him sleep over. It was a sleepover party, and the mother wouldn't let him sleep over. So I remember hearing my friends, whose birthday it was, talking to somebody else, and he used a very not nice word to describe the mother of this child who wouldn't let his child sleep over at his birthday party. So I remember, I think I thought to myself at the time that that's not the normal type of language that a child would use. Not normal type of language that a, a, a young person would use. And it must be this is something that he had heard from his parents. Or maybe, I don't know, maybe I actually had remember hearing his parents use that type of language also. I don't remember. But either way, that that that. that experience made an impression on me that the language, the way parents talk about things, the way parents uh, and teachers relate to other people has a direct impact on the way the children and the way that the students talk to people and they discuss people and the way they, they relate to people. It, the, the language that the adults use around them has a major, major impact on them. So we want to inculcate using appropriate language. Obviously, the best way is to when we speak about other people. We speak in a respectful way. When we relate to other people, we relate to them in, a, in the most respectful way possible because the, the language that we use, the way we talk, the way we act, the way we relate has a huge, huge impact on the children and on the way that they speak as well. Okay, Rabotai, have a wonderful day, everybody. And Bezrash, in the next year, we have some more. Um, so we'll continue on this list of different uh, actions, behaviors that we have to do to model for um, for other people and really to model for ourselves. And you know, we learn. We we may, if we spend time around people who behave and act in these ways and they speak in these ways, so then we also can improve the way that we relate to other people and the way that we speak and the way we, um, the way we identify with other people and how with other, um, other midot that he discussed in this, in this uh, paragraph. Okay, have a wonderful day, everybody. Kol